So it doesn't really surprise me that Baker Mayfield gets all the hate that he does. It doesn't surprise me that the situation that happened for him did happen. And I'm here to say that Baker Mayfield does not deserve the hate that he gets. Yes, he's a very outspoken guy. He can be very cocky. He's a guy that, you know, he, he's, he's not going to put up super, super great stats. You know, he's not going to go out there and, you know, throw 40 touchdowns and five interceptions. That's just not the type of guy he is. But he is a guy who can get it done. He's a baller. And he 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 goes out there every every week and just he puts in the work. Yeah, right now he's he's really struggling. He's what one and two with the Panthers and um and he has three touchdowns and one interception. But you gotta think he's still adjusting to that offense. He's still adjusting to having another new coaching staff, another new offensive coordinator. And that's not something that's easy. And that's where we kind of have to take a step back and say, all right, are we hating on this guy because he deserves the hate? Are we just hating on him because he's cocky? And, you know, yeah, he doesn't have the greatest record, but that doesn't that doesn't matter. He, two years ago, two years ago, he went in, he led the Browns to their first playoff berth in 18 years. And he led them to their first playoff win in 26 years. This is a team that has had, what, 30-some starting quarterbacks since the turn of the century. And they only have seven overall playoff wins, including the one that Baker got them since the AFL-NFL merger. But yet... As soon as he got hurt last year, as soon as he went out, he started struggling a little bit because he's playing with a bum shoulder, a torn labrum. He's just, he's not healthy, clearly. He's trying to go out there and force himself to keep playing because, you know, he still somehow hasn't earned, you know, his his starting spot. He still, you know, apparently had a lot left to prove. He goes out there, he struggles some. He doesn't have a terrible season, you know, 17 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, not great, not terrible, but he was hurt. Again, when you're playing on a really messed up shoulder, when your labrum is all screwed up, it's not easy to throw. He's going out there and it hurts to throw every single time he's going out there and passing. I mean, you look at Justin Herbert last week, it's the same thing with his, you know, his ribs are all messed up and he's trying to, trying to play through it. They go out there and they lose 38 to 10. And that aside, Baker Mayfield gets hate that he just doesn't deserve. Like I said, yes, he's not, he's not a guy that's going to be, you know, a top 10 quarterback, but he's a guy that can get it done. He's a guy that in my mind is around a Kirk Cousins level. He can get it done, but he's also going to go out there. He's going to throw some interceptions. He's going to struggle at times. guy like Carson Wentz does the same thing. Now, Carson Wentz is a whole other story. But, I mean, you look. Everybody talks about the turnovers for Baker. They talk about the fact that, you know, he's he just is not accurate. And, yes, he's, you know, around a 60, 
he throws around 62% for his career. I mean, this year he's at about 50. But overall, you look at the year that they went to the playoffs. He went from 22 touchdowns and 21 interceptions to 26 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. He's a guy that went out there, he cleaned it up, and look what happened. They went to the playoffs, they beat the Steelers, they were in the game against the team that won the AFC Championship game in the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost 22-17 to in that game. He kept them in that game. And yes, Patrick Mahomes got injured before the fourth quarter, you know, and they had Chad Henney in. But still, he kept them in that game, and they were close to winning the game. You know, they they could have they could have won the game. They were only they lost by five, so he was that close to leading them not just to their first playoff victory in eighteen years, which he did, but also to their first AFC Championship game in however many years. So he goes from that to hurting his shoulder. I think it was, what, week one, week two. It was really early on in the season. And he goes out there. He plays through the injury. He shouldn't have been out there. Clearly, you watch you watch him wince in pain and everything. And, you know, the, the team doctors shouldn't have cleared him. They, you know, they, they should have forced him to sit out. And they didn't. So instead, he goes out there, throws 17 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, clearly in pain. He's struggling. He's hurt. And then they go and they're like, all right, you led us to our first our first playoff win in 18 years. Or our first playoff appearance in 18 years. First playoff victory in 26 years. And we're going to go and trade for a guy with who we don't even know is going to be able to play. A guy in Deshaun Watson who was suspended for the first 11 games this season because of all the accusations against him they give up what three first round picks for him give him a fully guaranteed like 400 300 or 400 some million dollar contract I say all right Baker you know you can serve as his backup or you know we're gonna try to trade you nobody really wanted to trade for him which was crazy to me too and the fact that you know there were no suitors they held on to him for a while I think part of why they held on to him was because they knew that Deshaun Watson might not be back, that he might be suspended for a while. But also, there's just a lot of teams that didn't want to take a flyer on him, which was absolutely crazy to me too. And it was good to see a team like the Panthers go out there and say, hey, we're going to take a chance on you. We tried Sam Darnold. Didn't really work. We're going to try it with Baker Mayfield, a guy who's shown his, he can get it done, a guy who led the Browns to the playoffs. So we're going to take a chance on him. Again, he's struggling now. He's struggling to start the season. But you got to think he's getting used to the scheme. He's getting used to that offense. He's getting used to another new head coach, another new offensive coordinator. He's dealt with some of his players being hurt. Christian McCaffrey, again, is, you know, has been dealing with some lingering inj- injuries this year. He just got LaVishka Chenault back last week. And look what happened with Sh- when Chenault came back. He's a really solid receiver. He comes back and, you know, he he finds a rhythm with him. And going back to the point about new coaches and new offensive coordinators, you look at his career and he has had literally in the first three seasons of his NFL career, he had three offensive coordinators. 
and three different head coaches. Now, last year, it was the same offensive coordinator, same head coach, because obviously they found some success and they wanted to hold on to them. But he dealt with two head coaches, two different head coaches. It was either his, I think it was his first year, because they went from Hugh Jackson to Freddie Kitchens. So he's a guy who's never really been able to get acquainted because he's dealt with so many different head coaches, so many different offensive coordinators, because they've been so quick to move on from them. And rightfully so, you know, when your team's not playing well, you know, it's time to move on. But it doesn't mean you move on from them every year. You have to kind of give them a chance. I'm not saying that, you know, he would have played better. They would have, you know, made the playoffs because he had all these new offensive coordinators. But it's taken them, you know, it took them a while to find a head coach. It took them a while to find an offensive coordinator that worked for the team overall. So the fact that Baker Mayfield had to keep learning new systems, he had to keep learning new playbooks, learning new offensives, uh, start working with new coaches, that's not easy to do. You look back in college, he went from co-offensive coordinators in each of his first two seasons, you know, when he was at Texas Tech, and then when he transferred to Oklahoma. Now, obviously, in his first year at Oklahoma, he had to sit out because of the transfer rule, but from his all three years that he played at Oklahoma when he was eligible, he played really well. And part of that had to do with the fact that they retain their coaches. You look and the first two seasons that he played at Oklahoma, that he started for Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield had Bob Stoops as his head coach, a legendary head coach, and he had Lincoln Riley as his offensive coordinator. And then the year that he won the Heisman, his last year when he got drafted first overall, Lincoln Riley got promoted to offensive coordinator. So he was already used to working with Lincoln Riley. He just had to deal with a new offensive coordinator. But a lot of the offense was still run more through Lincoln Riley as it had been when he was the offensive coordinator. So when you look at that, he had that consistency there. And that really helped. And you look at, you know, especially quarterbacks over the years, when they had to deal with the turnover of these offensive coordinators, these head coaches, with the turnover of going to new teams, getting acquainted to new teams, having new teammates, dealing with new receivers, new running backs, new tight ends, new weapons, a new offensive line, that's not easy to do. Again, I'm not saying that he is a great, great quarterback. But he's a solid quarterback. He's a guy that can get it done. Obviously, you know, he led the Browns to the playoffs. That's something that you can say, well, they had the talent there. Yeah, but it was something that hadn't been done in 18 years. 18 years. It doesn't matter if you have the talent or not. That's that's not just the fact that, you know, oh, we have a talented team. That's also, you have to shake off the dust of, you know, all that of saying, we haven't made it for 18 years you know it's the same with the Mariners this year making the playoffs you know yeah they've been close the last couple years but they didn't get there and part of it probably had to do with the mindset that we haven't made it for a while all these people are saying these things about us so it's the same thing with the Browns 18 years is a long time to go without making the playoffs in the NFL and the fact that Baker Mayfield was able to do that led them to their first playoff victory in 26 years 
And then the fact that, you know, he plays injured, they let him play injured, they say, all right, you know, we're we're going to move on from you. We we don't really, you know, not even a, you know, thank you for your time. It's basically, all right, we're done with you. You're, you know, pack your bags or sit here as a backup. Same thing like Jimmy Garoppolo when they decided to start Trey Lance. And, you know, they they said, all right, you know, we, <laughs> you know, you let us do a, a playoff victory and everything. But then last year, look at you, you went 17 touchdowns, 13 interceptions while hurt. You, you were, you know, up there on the leaderboard and the quarterback leaderboard in some categories without even playing the full year. But, you know, we're, we're going to move on. We're going to play a guy that hasn't played in the NFL for a year and a half, give him a fully guaranteed contract. We're going to, you know, trade multiple first round picks for him, trade a lot of our future for him just because, you know, he's he's proven himself. Uh, yes and no, he hasn't really proven himself. He hasn't, <laughs> at least Baker Mayfield has won a playoff game, unlike Deshaun Watson. So to me, that was the ultimate FU to Baker Mayfield. And it, it really kind of shows that, okay, yes, He's a cocky guy. He's a guy that, yes, he's had some attitude issues over the years. But overall, he's a solid quarterback. He's a guy that can get it done. And they said, well, oh, well, we still want to, we're moving on from you. You know, you've been our first solidified quarterback here in years. And and it's the most, it's the most Browns thing ever. And it's, (laughs) to me, it's just ridiculous that that happened. It shouldn't have happened, and but here we are. I mean, he got traded. He's on a new team. Hope the best for him. Hope he starts to improve. Hope he starts to, you know, lead the Panthers to some wins. Hope he hope he really proves the haters wrong. Proves the Browns wrong. Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield. That that situation was ridiculous. Shouldn't have happened. People have overlooked it and haven't really complained about it but should be complained about. It's something that people should be making a big deal about, and they don't. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hot Takes Only Sports Podcast. Make sure to tune in for the next episode, as the mic will stay hot as always.